Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. I created Data Mesh Radio to be a resource for Data Mesh practitioners the world over. This is a weekly summary episode where I share a bit about the upcoming week's episodes and give you an extended summary for any interviews or panels that will be released during that week. It's designed to help you decide what episodes you might want to spend the full time to listen to, as interview episodes and panels are typically more than one hour long. In general, if you were running up against any challenges with Data Mesh, I'm here to help. I started a company around doing just that, Data Mesh Understanding. So get in touch if I can be of help. Check out our free community programs and things like that as well. Weekly episode summaries and programming notes for the week of July 2nd, 2023. Okay, I'm finally back to producing episodes more in regular time of these. You know, I had said that I was going to be doing some things and they haven't gotten quite as moving as quickly. The move continued to eat more and more of my time and my mental health than I would have liked. But we are finally doing our first roundtable this week. And I think they will start out a bit more intimate than people might have been thinking, but I think that's a good thing. I think we want to build that back up, build that momentum back up, because I think the conversation aspect around data mesh is still happening behind closed doors, and we want to have some stuff that's a little bit more in the open, but people have to feel kind of comfortable in creating that space, and we have to create that space first and show them it can be comfortable. So if you have ideas about this, get in touch. Um, we're also starting up the kind of introductions that I had talked about soon, and I will probably run that as more of a freewheeling program for at least a few months to get more feedback on what people are wanting around that as I start to roll out paid stuff. Um, basically, just check out as well the, the Data Mesh Understanding website as it's finally in, in really a really good shape. It's got some really good um, things around Data Mesh Radio of kind of organizing things. I just talked with somebody about DDD for data, and I put together an entire page around that and the episodes that have been on the podcast. So I think that could be really helpful. And just in general as well, really do just get in touch. I want to hear from more people and kind of have these just relaxed one-on-one conversations with no exact purpose, but where we can exchange some context. So What's on tap for this week? On Monday, we have episode 236, driving buy-in for decomposing the monolith, and then actually doing it, which is an interview with Brenda Contreras. So Brenda has been working on decomposing a few monoliths at Self Financial across kind of the operational and analytical plane. So there's a lot of great guidance on simply making progress, keeping forward momentum on kind of actually getting that buy-in and then actually going and doing it fun and easy conversation on how to go out about the process. I, you know, identify what you can do, keep people bought in and engaged, et cetera. The helpful framing on working on kind of a decomposition project like Data Mesh requires. On Friday, we have episode 237, which is Jamax Corner number 25. We don't have to jerk the wheel, making smaller correction decisions to get to our destination. So some takeaways from this, we should be thinking about how we can get out of kind of the batch mode into the streaming mode. Yes, technologically, but also 
think about how that can apply to you know our our mental models and and think about how we can make decisions at much much smaller scale how can we get to making dis- decisions based on smaller amounts of data more frequently both automated systems like ai but also for our people instead of making adjustments on decisions based on big batches of data we can make those smaller course corrections so Jmack said, quote unquote, data mesh is about building responsibility into data and the quality of the data you share and be explicit about that quality. I think that's really important concept. Now, uh, another point would be making the cost of mistakes that much smaller by creating smaller decisions that add up to bigger decisions. It's not that we have to put all of our eggs in one basket. It's not one giant leap. It's many steps that can avoid more hazards as you come across them. You know, it's it, we've thought about these data projects of being these huge things instead of these small iterative paths towards actually getting to where we want to go. And, you know, Jamak said, make decisions at the speed of the market. And that's crucial to being nimble, being able to react to opportunities or new challenges. To do that, we need to put the data in the hands of those closest to the market, the domains. So with all that, said on to the extended summary for Brenda's episode. Extended summary for episode 236, driving buy-in for decomposing the monolith, and then actually doing it, an interview with Brenda Contreras. So in this episode, I interviewed Brenda, who's the VP of Engineering and Architecture at Self Financial. Brenda started with a little about her history, mostly on the app development and software engineering side, before moving to Self, where she's also added, in addition to that, Um, the data and analytics to her architectural focus. She learned a lot working in the office of the CTO at Charles Schwab about how to decompose a monolith and not become overly rigid around the philosophy of microservices at the same time. How do you still have shared services? How do you split into product domains? How do you make sure everything plays nicely together internally and for the customer? That learning about how to share data well on the operational plane is serving Brenda well in general at Self. When she first arrived, creating an inventory of what already existed and how it worked together was crucial to start decomposing appropriately. What were the systems? Yes. But especially especially how they powered the actual business. What really matters in those systems and why? What are the key strategic initiatives And how can you positively impact them by improving systems? A 99% improvement in latency on something that drives no change to how people use system is still wasted if impressive work. It's okay for things to live in a sustained bucket as you focus on key business drivers. And you can only really find those key drivers by listening to your business partners. When Brenda started to consider where to start with decomposing the operational systems at self, she first looked at where they might kind of quote unquote run out of runway. What were the systems that were likely to cause trouble driven by growth? 
because you won't don't want to have to tell your business partners they have to stop growing, right? If growth is what they're trying to do, that's what they're aiming for. You tell them, hey, your system can't grow anymore. That's probably not going to be a good thing. A key aspect of decomposing a monolith is getting buy-in. Brenda had a lot of success with showing people the benefits of smaller systems that are easier to manage. Deploys are easier. Maintaining a smaller database is easier. It's easier to figure out who owns what. Someone needs information, they know who to go to, etc. And extracting the information and then explaining your plan for change should be done in the language of the business. They don't care if you are switching your backend to Cassandra. They care about what impact changes will have on the business and what that means in changes for them. Brenda recommends that when you start to look at decomposing a monolith into microservices, so on the application side of the house, you should start by breaking into your domains first. Without clear owners and and sets of microservices, you start to split things off without a clear forward path. Once you have the domains identified, you can start to move necessary capabilities into your microservices. Differentiating baby and bathwater, something I I bring up a lot, you know, what should get tossed out and what should be kept is crucial in Brenda's mind when you are doing any kind of transformation. There are existing solutions that you don't need to migrate immediately because they're fine as is. Again, don't look to make changes for the sake of changing something. Look to net new use cases as you start to decompose, and eventually those legacy use cases will get reimagined and replaced. It's very easy to focus on the wrong things as well in Brenda's experience. Instead, focus on the conversations with business partners and work backwards towards what really matters. Then the work follows from what really matters such as in an acquisition, integrating systems and or migrating the acquired company to your system seems to be a major focus for most acquiring companies. Instead of integrating what will drive value and keep things again in that sustained bucket as you might migrate more and more new use cases over to the integrated systems, you don't have to do that kind of crazy lift and shift. Brenda's secret sauce to aligning with business partners comes back again to communication and understanding the big picture of the organization, how their part of the organization fits in and and what are their priorities. Essentially, it's taking the vision for where we want to go and breaking it into manageable projects to move forward. Always be communicating priorities and timelines and working with people to realign at the small and large scale vision level. And a biggie is to really listen to your business partners and C-level execs when they talk about their challenges, lean into those challenges. She said, quote, we need to be able to experiment more. We need to be more flexible. That's relative to figuring out how to drive more business value around data. The fast fail, you know, that fail fast approach in software is crucial to getting to business value fast. How can we adopt that in data? Partly, it's again going back to communicating well with your business leaders through good storytelling. She said, quote, iterate small and sell your solutions on a practical level. And wrapping up, Brenda again emphasized the importance of good communication and collaboration with your business partners. It's so easy in data and tech in general to let that drop to focus elsewhere. But when you are 
when you are all at least reading from the same book, even if there is some disagreement in strategy, people can at least make informed decisions. Don't try to skip the communication with your business partners. Hopefully it sounds like some awesome episodes for you coming up this week. As a reminder, feel free to get in touch if I might be useful in your data mesh journey, helping quite a few organizations and introducing people to each other, plus doing some roundtables. Check out datameshunderstanding.com for more information. I hope you have a great rest of your day and week. Now on to that fun, funky little outro music. 